0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Modern Retail Podcast. I'm Kale Guthrie-Weissman, the host of the podcast, as well as the editor-in-chief of Modern Retail. And this week, we're joined with Bill Reddy, who's the president of commerce at Google. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about just the developments that Google has made over the last year on the commerce front, because it's been a pretty crazy year for online commerce. But hey, Bill, thanks for joining.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us, Kale.
0: Absolutely. So first, for those who don't know, what's your overall background? Because you have a pretty vast history with, uh, with the digital world, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Sure, yeah. Like uh, Online commerce has been uh, near and dear to my heart for a very long time now. Um, prior to joining Google, I was CEO at PayPal. Uh, and prior to that, I uh, was uh, probably most easily identified as a serial entrepreneur. Uh, <laughs> the two most recent device startups that folks would likely know would be Venmo uh, and Braintree. Um, and across those five startups, four of the five were fintech, um, but fintech particularly supporting uh, commerce in, in most of those cases, uh, so have, have really, really been close to the retail ecosystem and small and mid-sized businesses, particularly across those.
0: Absolutely. So I'd say payments is something that you've spent a long time thinking about, I imagine. For sure. And you joined Google the end of 2019, is that correct?
1: Yeah, we announced in December 2019. I joined January 2020.
0: Awesome. And so what was, like, describe to me, what was your mandate? What what needed to change with you at the helm with Google Shopping or Google Commerce?
1: Yeah, so one of the things that had been really interesting to me, you know, over the course of, you know, a number of years, uh, you know, democratizing access to commerce had, had been something I was solving for across multiple companies and across a decade plus of building uh, and, you know, seeing some, some reasonable success uh, with, with some of those things that, that I had built. The thing that really stood out for me was that uh, as much as uh, you know, had, had helped to make a lot of progress in democratizing you know, push button buying and mobile payments and all these things that were meant to help democratize a- access to digital commerce, you still had the first 20 years of e-commerce had a pretty significant concentrating effect in the ecosystem where you had, if you looked globally, uh, you know, depending on which analyst report you would look at, you would say 80% plus of the growth in e-commerce globally had gone to just a couple players. And so even though some of those businesses I built had become really big businesses, objectively, you could look and say, okay, there was a lot more work to do to really democratize access to digital commerce. Um, And, you know, as an entrepreneur uh, and having served small businesses for years that really, really matters to me. And one of the things that, you know, stood out for me was uh, as I talked to small businesses uh, that one of the things they struggle with the most is, you know, there's great tools now for them to get up and running to start selling online you've seen that with like the rise of Shopify and really great commerce platforms uh, that make it so much easier to get started as an online retailer today than what it was you know 10 or 15 years ago but so many of those those merchants still struggle with connecting with the consumer in the digital world how do you go gain customers how do you go build uh, the demand side of the business and Google obviously you know has a tremendous amount of shopping intent on the platform. Hundreds of millions of consumers come to Google uh, to start their shopping journeys every uh, you know, every day. You know, they're searching for products and looking for where to buy those products. And the thing that really seemed like a massive opportunity to me was to say, how could we help Google do much more to connect this rise of direct-to-consumer brands, small businesses, the broader uh, reach of the retail ecosystem that had been largely in the physical world, but was rapidly coming online, how can we help connect more of those merchants from the very largest retailers all the way to small businesses, help them to tap into all that intent across Google surfaces so that on the merchant side of it, uh, you'd have democratized access, but on the consumer side of it, help make sure the consumers in the digital world have as much choice there as they've had in the physical world, and back to that concentrating effect. The first twenty years of e-commerce, uh, you know, that, that that hasn't really been the case, uh, and and so you know matters to me personally, and and matters to Google that we're making sure consumers have just as much choice in the digital world as in the physical world, and those are the things that were opportunities to me, and and uh, and really line up with uh, what Google has always been about, which is supporting the free and open web uh, and making sure that. You know, on the on the user side, users have access to the world's information, but also that it's an open platform um, where anybody can be found. You don't have to be a customer to be found. You don't have to pay to be found. It's really helping users find all the world's information. And shopping is a big part of that. We want to make sure that that's just as rich an experience for users and merchants alike.
0: I know that Google has made uh, like has done forays into commerce and shopping before like Google Express. So what didn't work before that you're trying to fix now?
1: Yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, one of the great things about Google is that, you know, Google uh, is willing to experiment and has had, you know, many iterations mm-hmm. of these things. And in each of these, you learn from and build upon, you know, uh, sort, sort of past learnings from those. A thing that is very, very top of mind for us right now is making sure that uh, we've opened the platform for any merchant to be able to easily make their products available for sale that's a big change that we made last year. Previously, if you wanted to list your products for sale on Google, you needed to buy an ad to do that. So you needed to be a paying customer. And you can be found you know a, a blue link in search results. But if you wanted to you know, list your product for sale, have a picture of that product for the for the user, um, you know that was an ad driven product. Last year, we opened that up and said you can still buy an ad if you want to, which is going to get you great placement. But we made it free for, any merchant, to list all their products uh, for sale on Google. And you know that's been really, really impactful, both for merchants, where we saw an 80% plus increase in the merchants on our platform last year. So we nearly doubled the number of merchants on the platform, uh, largely driven by opening that up to make it free for merchants of any size to list. On the consumer side of it, though, that's been wildly successful on the consumer side as well, where you know I talked about we've got hundreds of millions of consumers that come uh, to, to start their shopping journeys on, on Google every day, looking for products and where to buy those products. We saw the growth rate of our retail search queries more than triple uh, in Q4 this past year. We talked about that on earnings. So Q4 this past year versus the prior year, the growth rate on retail queries on Google had tripled. And so you know what that's really about is that opening up the platform, making it free and easy for merchants of any size to go list their products for sale, is helping a broader swath of the ecosystem participate, but then it's also helping consumers find much more of the things that they're looking for when they go search uh, to to, fi- to find products and places to buy those products. And so, you know, we're seeing that work really, really well uh, with both of those continuing to grow. Not say both the consumer and merchant side of that.
0: Walk me through this. So, if let's say I'm a merchant, I'm a small merchant, and I'm uploading my catalog, uh, and I don't pay for it it won't be an ad at the top, but does that mean it would be, you would find it at the Google shopping tab? Is that where where, it
1: would be placed? It's a great question. So initially when we did this um, uh, early last year, we started with the Google shopping tab. So you could upload your inventory for free and it would appear within the Google shopping tab. And then later in the summer, we expanded that to our main search results page. And now what we're really doing is saying, Uh, via the Google Merchant Center, you can upload your inventory uh, or connect your inventory via a partner like Shopify if you have a commerce platform that supports you in doing that. Um, uh, So connect your inventory via your commerce platform partner or via Merchant Center. And not only will you be discovered on the shopping tab and our main search results page, uh, we're connecting that across all the different surfaces of Google. So this is a big part of the opportunity uh, as we see it. Is that we have a tremendous amount of commercial intent from our shoppers on multiple surfaces. So certainly, you would think of people coming in searching for products and places to buy them, you know, right within Google Search. But you also also have people watching, you know, how to videos on YouTube or unboxing videos on YouTube and things like that, or browsing through image search to go see, you know, what's what's a particular thing going to look like in my home or what's a, what's an outfit going to look like on me or on somebody else. Uh, and so you have a number of these surfaces, whether it's the main search results page, the shopping tab, YouTube, image search, our Discover feed. These are all places with a tremendous amount of commercial intent, and we're making so that the merchant can connect one time and become discoverable across all, all those all those different surfaces. Uh, and so this is a a significant change as well in that you know some of the past efforts you know, might've been scoped to just the, you know, shopping tab per se, uh, or, or, or were limited to, you know, a specific surface you had integrated to. Now you can integrate one time and get access to all those different surfaces uh, and, and you know, really helping the merchant to meet the user where they are across those different surfaces on Google.
0: Are you finding that there, you know, is a facilitator or platform that mm, a lot of your merchants tend to have? Like, are most of them on Shopify? Are a lot of them uploading them via Google itself? What What are you seeing in terms of that that dynamic?
1: Well, we we, we certainly see both. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, retailers and, and merchants have been coming to the Google Merchant Center for many many years, but a big part of our focus uh, as we've opened up the platform has been making sure that we're working closely with the other commerce platforms that are already supporting those merchants. So you saw as we opened the platform last year that we uh, we, we said we wanna make it easy for retailers, small or large, to bring their existing providers. Uh, Shopify is one of the most popular of those. And so we're working closely with Shopify. They've done a fantastic job of, of making it much easier for merchants to come online um, and, and really support their business through you know, a great commerce platform and a great payment system. So we're partnering with them, we're partnering with PayPal, and we're partnering with a number of others uh, as well, so that whichever commerce platform a, a merchant is using, they can easily connect that in to Google to have their products become discoverable.
0: So are you finding, do most people, you know, you mentioned all of these different ways, be it search, shopping tab, uh, YouTube, is search still the number one way that most people are are doing their discovery? Because I find that, I'm, I'm fascinated with sort of, Ha- where where's online shopping discovery is going but it seems like search is probably the the number one place where where it mostly happens
1: so 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 retail crazes within search are a a fantastic source of commercial intent and definitely you know a, a, a among our largest for sure but what's really interesting is that you're seeing a very significant increase in commercial engagement, commercial intent on a number of other Google surfaces. I mentioned a few of those like YouTube, like image search, um, you know, the shopping tab specifically when people wanna go deeper into a shopping journey. These are all experiences that have a very significant amount of commercial engagement as well. But rather than make the merchant uh, sort of deal with the complexity of which of those surfaces might they need a consumer on, we're making it easy for the merchant to integrate to Google once and then we'll help connect the merchant end any place that consumer was looking for a a product that uh, you know was relevant to them that's offered by you know one of those merchants.
0: With all of these updates. How does affiliate revenue specifically from publishers fit into this? Cuz I feel like there are a lot of bi- uh, p- websites that have grown specifically so that people would find them in search, click on their story, and it would say best something or other, best blender. And then they would they would get a, you know, affiliate revenue from that. So, do you th- do you think that this is if, you know, as things develop, this will sort of upend that that kind of relationship that's that's been very big with online commerce up until now?
1: Not at all. In fact, Uh, you know, we think that this is one of the very best reasons to start your shopping journey on Google is that when, when you're shopping, you know, you're interested in more than just, you know, what's the price, what's the shipping speed, you're thinking about which product is best, what do other people think about that product. And so this is a lot of what Google can offer is that it's not just the listings of the products, but we're also making available right with those listings, you know, here's, you know, if you want to read a 10 best of list from, you know, a publisher, those appear right in the Google search results as well. And so, you know, right in the search results, you're getting all these different facets of information to help you make the most informed decision. So you can see, okay, which merchant had the most relevant products for the thing that I was interested in. But if I want to go read reviews, I can read reviews about the product or the merchant and I can read it right there. If I want to go see, you know, uh, an editorialized list, Uh, from a publisher where they went and tried some of these products and said, what do they think about it? You're going to see that right in those lists. If I want to go see an unboxing video or a how to video of how to use the product, I can see that, you know, within a YouTube video that might appear. So we're making sure that we surface for the user, all the most relevant pieces of information. so the, so the user can make the most informed decision And and this, again, is it's a great reason for the user to start their shopping journey on Google is users want to make sure, you know, how do they know they're getting the best product? How do they know they're getting the best price? How do they know they're getting the best value? How do they know that they're shopping from a merchant that aligns with their values? Um, you know, could they support a local business or a small business, or uh, you know, or, or really connect with the business in a broader way than just price and shipping speed? To know the story of the business, and these are all things that you know in 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 Google Search as well as our other surfaces, where we think there's a really rich opportunity. Not only for the consumer to discover all this information, but where we want to help make those tools available to the broader merchant ecosystem so that merchants can tell their story more easily across Google surfaces. So this is is something that you already see a lot of, but something you'll see more from us is really opening up the ability for merchants to not only make their inventory discoverable, but really making it easier for the merchant to tell their story. Uh, in, in multiple different formats, but helping the merchant to tell more of their story, so the user understands why should they buy a given product from a given merchant. Uh, you know, and that's not only making the best decision for the user, it's also helping the merchant express themselves, so the user understands more about the merchant and why to buy from a, a particular
0: merchant. If I'm a small business merchant and I'm uploading my product catalog on Google, how can I tell my story better?
1: So this, this is this is a place of ongoing work for us for sure. So you know, today. Uh, you know, we started to introduce things for, uh, you know, we, we talked about some of those just now of like just even without the merchant doing anything, uh, you'll see things in our search results that would be things like, you know, the best sub list from publishers uh, that, that you mentioned uh, or YouTube content that might be there to review a product. Uh, so those are things that are there today. You know, there's a lot more that we'll be doing to add to that. So some of the things you've you've seen us do already is, you know, within our shopping tab, for example, users can search for a local business or a small business or a black owned business. Uh, and so bringing more things that let the user express, you know, the specifics of what they're looking for, you know, what, what particular values uh, uh, they, they, you know, if they're willing to shop their values, what values do they want to express uh, like a few of those I just mentioned, we'll have more of those coming. Also, some of what we're thinking about is like, how do we expand formats for merchants so that, you know, the product listing that is you know, really helpful uh, for sure, but how do we expand so there's more content available? So richer brand information, more ability to tell the story. These are things we're experimenting with now. And so um, you know, nothing, nothing new to announce at the moment, but I think that's an area of exploration you'll see more from us over time is, is really helping to, to open up the aperture so that the merchant has more ability to express themselves beyond just you know, product price and shipping speed.
0: We're now going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Let's go a bit into the video stuff because you mentioned YouTube uh, that you were doing a lot with YouTube. And I think you guys just made an announcement a few days ago that you're circulating relevant product information in YouTube videos. Is that correct? Mm
1: -hmm. We we haven't. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: uh, Oh, no, just go into it and tell me sort of how you're approaching because I feel like shoppable video is sort of the next big frontier for um, a lot of different people or a lot of different platforms.
1: We, we definitely think there's a big opportunity in and and shoppable videos and uh, and bringing more shopping into uh, video consumption. And as you noted, we have an experiment running now uh, that would bring more shoppability uh, into YouTube. And you know we're experimenting with that. Uh, we'll you know, part of what we're solving for is that there's a tremendous amount of commercial intent in YouTube already. Uh, like the examples I mentioned of people watching how-to videos or unboxing videos, or just seeing how products look in context, uh, and so we want to make sure that as we bring shopping into that experience, that it's you know really seamless for the user, really well integrated to their watch experience, and so you know we're taking our time and iterating on that. Uh, but part of why we're being very thoughtful about that is that we know there's already a tremendous amount of commercial intent there um, and people finding a lot of uh, not only you know products that they're shopping for, but places to buy those products. And so we want to make sure as we bring new experiences into that, it's, it's really seamless for the user. But, you know, we see a lot of that activity today and we think there's a lot more that we can build upon there.
0: Are you talking with, I feel like there are so many influencers and YouTube stars who, you know, make millions of dollars as is through their videos, but I'm sure are, you know, chomping at the bit for, for more seamless uh, commerce capabilities in YouTube. So are, can you talk a little bit how you do product development with them or sort of what the overall work with that is?
1: Sure. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, I talked about how, you know, the last 20 years that have been sort of this concentrating effect in, in e-commerce, which while that has been true, one of the really encouraging things over the last several years is you know the explosion of merchants coming online via platforms like Shopify as well as you know direct-to-consumer brands influencers and others that you know are finding their voice and expressing uh, expressing themselves and connecting to consumers via platforms like YouTube uh, and, and so we definitely think there's you know a real opportunity to bring those things together and interestingly uh, you know like with our, our Shopify partnership so many of those uh you know, influencers have dabbled into, or maybe even more than dabbled, uh, you know, they started out dabbling into direct-to-consumer brands. Some of them have Mm -hmm. become massive consumer brands. And so, uh, you know, partnering with, you know, one of the best homes for those direct-to-consumer brands like Shopify, as well as how we think about, you know, the influencers that we work with and the content that they're putting onto our platforms to really bridge those connections, we think is a huge opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. So you were you were talking earlier about the brand storytelling or the merchant storytelling. I'm interested just to hear if you think of it as kind of an education process for the user, because I feel like people use Google for research, but not necessarily for pulling the trigger of buying something. And so how are you going about the the design and development of these programs to sort of retrain people that like, okay you, you can you, you can stay here or like you're going to get relevant information here is it just about surfacing all that information up or are you like how are you going about that entire process
1: well so great question and i think it's a, it's a place um, that's good for us to clarify which is you know we want to we want to give the user great reasons to start their shopping journey on google regardless of where that journey ends uh, you know we are not necessarily looking to uh keep the, the user on our platform or have the or have the user complete a purchase on our platform. We're not a retailer. We're not a marketplace and we're not trying to be a retailer or a marketplace. What we do want to do is make sure that on a Google surface, the user can discover the best products, the best values, the best sellers, and then seamlessly connect to those, to those sellers. And most of the time that actually means clicking out to that seller's own website and, and, you know, This is, Google has long been one of the largest, most vocal supporters of the free and open web. And so, you know, connecting that user out to the seller's website is very much in line with, you know, know, what, what Google's values have been from the very start in supporting the free and open web. At the same time, we know that there are moments when you help both the consumer and the seller if if the consumer is ready to buy, to let them be able to make a purchasing decision right in context. And so like buy on Google, for example, you know, uh, buy on Google we think is a, a really helpful in context buying tool, but it's really situated well for, you know, low complexity purchases, moments where you know everything you need to know when you're ready to buy, great for those experiences. We think buy on Google is a great tool for that. But we know that for so many other situations, you know, we're helping the user to become really well informed and then helping the user have a really seamless handoff into a merchant's own site. It is not our, our goal to, to, to necessarily keep the user on our platform. In fact, we want to help bridge connections between users and sellers. And I think this is something that is quite differentiated about our approach. Is that you know when merchants come to Google to sell on Google, they're not just gaining a transaction; they're gaining a customer. And I think this is something that a lot of uh, a lot of merchants have struggled with with you know some of the other uh, sort of ways they might sell online is that many of those ways, you know, and uh, in, in to be fair, including some of Google's past efforts, so prior iterations of buy on Google and those types of things, you know, could have left the merchant feeling like they gained a transaction, but didn't gain a customer. How are they going to get repeat business? How are they going to build loyalty with the customer? If you're just getting the transaction, how do you ever build those things? And so as we have rebuilt uh, buy on Google, that's been a focus for us is to make sure that yes, there's a purchase that can happen seamlessly in context for the user and the seller, but the seller is gaining a customer, not just a, a transaction. And then for the vast majority of users on our, our surfaces, they're going to click out to a merchant and you know consummate a, a, a purchase with the merchant directly. Again, so that, that merchant is gaining a customer, not just a transaction.
0: Does that, you know, you, you mentioned how you're totally fine with uh, customers clicking out and, you know, it depends totally on the, um, whatever the transaction is, but does having sort of the buy with Google offering, does that make for sort of tensions with the platforms that you work with? I imagine Shopify would prefer to get the sale on their platform. And so how do you sort of like mediate those kinds of things? And are you planning on investing more or providing more context clues for buy with Google down the line? Um, as, as you know, more people are searching and using, using you for some research?
1: yeah this is a, this is a great question. I think this is a place where you know you previously might have had some of those those tensions. but part of what we did with uh, the new buy on Google uh, that we announced this past summer is we opened that plat- that part of the platform as well so that you know a merchant brings their existing provider. So even though that transaction might occur in context with us, the merchants bringing their existing commerce platform like a Shopify or their existing payment platform like a Shopify or a PayPal. And, you know, not only does that make it so that it's, you know, seamless for the user and the merchant, the existing providers for the merchant are part of that experience as well. And ultimately that has benefits, uh, you know, not just for, uh, you know, the, the you know, the, the buyer and the seller uh, and, and the various platforms involved, it actually simplifies the process quite a bit. Uh, so this is one of the things that we heard in feedback before is, is that, you know, it can be very complicated for a merchant uh, managing many, many different places to sell. And so if they're using, you know, say a Shopify as their platform, they want to manage all those things in one place and having to go manage out of band sales in some other place more difficult for the merchant. And so by allowing the merchant to bring their existing providers uh, that makes it so that, you know, a merchant can, even when a merchant is allowing a purchase to complete in context on our surface, they're still managing all those purchases via their existing commerce platform, like Shopify, for example. Um, and so I think not only did that help solve for merchants being able to gain the customer, not just the transaction. It's also helping to solve for how you know, the existing commerce platforms of those merchants are building this with us, not separate from what we're doing at Google
0: can you share a little bit of the data or even just sort of like anecdotal in terms of you're getting more merchants on the platform? Are they tending to be more smaller businesses? What's the sort of mix compared to like big guys who are just like, sure, I'll put my uh, catalog up here to smaller guys, more trying to target and find customers in localized areas.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, you know, when we opened up um, shopping to free listings uh, uh, last year, a couple of things we saw from that, you know, we talked about publicly, uh, at the time that we saw a fifty percent plus lift in uh, consumer clicks uh, on our our shopping uh, on our shopping property when we opened that up because much more content was available for those users to discover. So we saw a fifty percent plus lift in clicks, so that's a lot more traffic going to merchants. And when we looked at which merchants that traffic was going to, an interesting thing uh, that we saw um, was if you separated those merchants uh, by size uh, into into, quintiles, we saw that from the largest merchants to the smallest merchants, every quintile of merchant benefited. Um, The largest benefited, the smallest benefited, but the small and mid-sized merchants benefited disproportionately. Um, And and, that was sort of what we expected is that large retailers were further ahead in, you know in, in getting uh, you know sort of building their e-commerce capabilities and smaller merchants were behind. Um, and that was quite noteworthy in 2020 when you had the pandemic. and many, many small businesses scrambling to come online much faster, um, you know they, they were playing from behind. And so you know our aspiration to democratize access, you know it, again, we're building for the entire ecosystem. So we were very glad to see the largest retailers benefiting all the way to the smallest but also since the smallest were the furthest behind, seeing that they benefited disproportionately was really fantastic because they were playing playing catch up and we wanna help them catch up. We wanna help level the playing field uh, in in online retail. And again, we think that's important, not just on the merchant facing side of this uh, so that everybody has a chance to participate. It's really important on the consumer side as well. Uh, Nobody wants to wake up in a world where there's only one place to buy things. And, you know, we think it's critically important that consumers have just as much choice in the digital world as in the physical world. And so making sure that all those merchants that a user would have interacted with in the physical world have the opportunity to participate in the digital world, we think is quite important. And the consumer is better served by that. Consumers win when they have more choice. So bringing more choice into that and seeing consumers transact from a broader set of sellers, um, you know, we were quite encouraged by that at the same time. Uh, we we know we have a lot more uh, to do in that.
0: You, you mentioned that this is a, a big democratizing project, um, and that it's you you work very much in tandem with. The other platforms, I feel like sort of like the elephant in the room is always Amazon. But Amazon's interesting because they they there's a lot of Amazon advertising on Google, and so how do you sort of like how do you sort of deal with that when this you know they control so much of the market share, and this is likely about siphoning some of that market share to these other uh, these other retailers. So how do you go about sort of dealing with with that uncomfortability?
1: Well, I mean, we, we partner with retailers of every size, including the largest and, you know, Amazon is a, a partner that we work with quite closely as well. And all these tools are available to any retailer that wants to use them. Um, and so, you know, we see really large retailers, the very largest retailers taking advantage of these, of these tools. And as I mentioned, the largest are benefiting from this as well. And so, um, as, as much as, As much as it can oftentimes be a good storyline to say, hey, is this a competitive thing? It really is a return to first principles for Google. Google has always been about um, helping to connect users with all the world's information. Uh, Shopping is a big part of that. And so all these tools are really about helping users to connect with the best products, the best values, the best sellers, no matter who they are, whether they're the largest or the smallest. And as we did that, we saw the very largest retailers were winning out because consumers were finding more of their inventory as well. But also, small businesses that were uh, and direct-to-consumer brands that were playing from the furthest behind—they benefited disproportionately. Which again is uh, is you know equaling out the access is helping not only a broader set of merchants to win, but consumers were winning too, right? Because that's many more consumers. Finding much more of the things that they were looking for uh, from that broader set of versions. and, and we all had that experience. This, you know, it, if you look back to twenty twenty, you know, uh, I think the retail ecosystem just, you know, there were heroics performed by so many retailers, um, and you saw, you know, really large retailers coming through in ways that that, that helped support people. But I think you also, almost every consumer had the experience of seeing there's no one retailer that can support every need of every consumer. And so I think it was uh, vividly on display that while large retailers do some fantastic things and we support them in doing that, consumers win when they have a broader set of choices uh, as well, and consumers really need that. And so making sure that we serve both those things is critically important to us.
0: All right. Well, Bill, that's all the time we have. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Kel.
0: And thank you for listening to this episode of the Modern Retail Podcast, a show by Digiday. If you haven't already, please do subscribe and head to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review and a rating. See you next week.